when i stopped looking i found siddharth you went through this phase like where yeah, relationships yeah actually i have never wanted to be married i have to be honest with you i never saw myself as someone uh who could get married i'm just going to date now just have fun and at a time when i wasn't expecting it to go anywhere i met siddharth i guess i'm just going to date now I'm just yeah. going to have fun Where do you belong? What have you figured? <laughs> What have your forties been like till this point? Oh, beautiful! I cannot tell you how liberating it is to be a forty-four-year-old. And I used to think that, oh, what rubbish! How can everyone have the same experiences? How is it that every woman beyond forty says, "I don't care"? But really, you don't care. You know, I think it's it's just fascinating. right you just beyond 40 i don't know about men but i think women begin to care less and less and less about what other think other people think about them not going to make this intro too long what i will say is that there's very few professionals from the world of films who are able to talk this eloquently who are able to open up their heart in front of the audiences in this manner and i will definitely say that she's been on my original wish list for this podcast ever since we began One of my personal favorite episodes that I've ever done was with her husband Sid Roy Kapoor who was also my mentor at that point in my life. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this conversation if you enjoy raw, vulnerable conversations. Vidya Balan's new film Niyat is releasing on the 7th of July. Go watch it in a theater near you. But for now, enjoy this beautiful heartfelt episode of TRS featuring Vidya Balan. Vidya Balan, ma'am, <laughs> welcome to TRS. <laughs> Thank you. I've I've been looking forward to talking to you for so long. I know, actually, me too, because I've seen some of your interviews, and uh, I've, I've the first one of yours that I watched was with Siddharth, the one you did with Siddharth, and I thought it was such a, a an unusual way of interviewing, you know, and uh, it's very in depth. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I'm not looking for headlines. Uh, I'm honestly looking for very selfish conversation that will just benefit me. <laughs> sure. And then we share that with the I audience. I don't know about benefit, you know. <laughs> But yeah, let's just have a conversation. How are you? I'm very good. What's been up? I'm. Um, yeah, a lot has been up. Um, a lot of quiet time. You know, uh, of course, I'm gearing up for my release, Niyat. but i've just been enjoying reading all over again after 10 years yeah so that for me i thought i i wouldn't be able to read ever again i just i couldn't pick up a book i couldn't get through a book like more than a chapter and i'd be like no 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 it's just not gripping me and i guess because you'd gotten so used to watching content right that it was uh, i don't know at least with me i'd stopped reading so i'm overjoyed about the fact that i'm able to read for leisure again not just for work for work of course we read <laughs> but you know for leisure i'm able to read and i've had a lot of time to myself so and i've, I've i always get that time because i'm i do one or two films a year so i take time off for myself to do the things i want to do travel spend time with family just spend time with myself so yeah it's been a wonderful time yeah 
वन ऑफ द मोस्ट कॉमन थिंग्स दैट कॉलेज स्टूडेंट्स टुडे और टीनेजर्स टुडे आर फेसिंग इज दिस होल कंपेरिजन माइंड सेट एंड आई थिंक ऑनेस्टली दो जेन जीज बॉर्न आफ्टर नाइनटीन नाइनटी एट अर्ट दैन पीपल रफली माइज दे सम वेज एंड आई थिंक देर ऑफ इट इन टर्म्स ऑफ द मेंटल हेल्थ इज ऑल ओवर द प्लेस कम्स फ्रॉम प्लेस ऑफ having grown up in the world of social media mm. like from the time the memory started forming yeah. social media was already there so it's created a very isolated comparison mindset in some of them a lot of urban gen zs for sure mm. don't you think every generation feels that about the next the one the following generation you tell me i think i think so okay i think we've been maybe there's of course social media has brought about that much more awareness Okay. So you know, even mental health—not that there were no mental health issues, not that there was no stress—I think every generation has faced stress in their own way. But I think now, because we're talking about it so much, because people are putting it out there, people are saying I'm going through depression, people are saying I'm bipolar, people are saying you know I'm feeling lonely. Um, I feel there's so much because there's so much conversation around it. I think it's magnified. I personally feel that that's not true. We've all faced, you know, it's very, very. Uh, I don't even think it's. It's fair to compare the struggles of two different generations. Okay, that's my personal opinion. I just feel that. I remember when I I was growing up and I would watch a lot of TV. My parents would be like, you know. we didn't grow up with a tv we didn't have a telephone and you know what is this you're getting exposed to all sorts of things and then now we're saying that about not then it became the mobile now the generation you know we're talking about ai hmm. so i think every generation as technology advances yeah and there's we evolve technologically hmm. I think we feel every the previous generation feels you're losing emotional connect. I'm not sure it's absolutely true. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you? I'm not read up on this or anything. Huh? This is my personal. No, no. I'm I'm uh, relaying the yeah. truth to you. I uh, figured it through working with a lot of Gen Zs and yeah. having Gen Z guests yeah. as well. Ah, uh, they themselves will say this. Like they're very aware of how smart they are, but they're also very aware of how social media is kind of altering the neuroscience a little right. bit in their own right. lives. Like maybe maybe watch that much short content so, so so that's what i'm saying you know i'm i'm mine is not based on any i'm not read up or i've had conversations with people but this is my okay. i really feel very strongly about it okay uh do you want to if you're comfortable yeah do you want to shed light on a phase of your career or your professional life which was extremely character building in terms of bad mental health sprouting into like whatever you are now yeah yeah absolutely i think uh, there were two such phases actually no i think life is about ups and downs right you think that oh this was a one definitive phase until the next one where uh, because unless those we go through those definitive phases we're never going to grow beyond them uh so there was one phase at the beginning of my career when um I was I just graduated uh from Xavier's and I had started doing ad films uh I had gone down south 
uh, to do an ad film and one of the model coordinators asked me if I wanted to audition for a Malayalam film opposite Mohanlal. Now, I, it was my dream to be an actor. I didn't know how it would materialize, right? Because I, I don't come from a film family. And my parents had given me <laughs> the freedom to at least do television. But it took a lot of convincing, especially with my mother. My father was still okay. So I was like... If it happens somehow, it's fine. But you know, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to pursue it. And this opportunity literally fell into my lap. Mm. I auditioned, got through the next thing. I know the director's in Bombay to meet me. My family, with family in tow, my um, parents and my sister and me landed up to meet the director. Did the film. And um, after about, I think, maybe 10-15 days of shooting for the film, suddenly the schedule was called off. And we were sent back to Bombay and they, they didn't even tell me, you know, the real reasons. But And I didn't know anything. You're too new. No one on the unit is going to tell you the truth. I came back to Bombay and uh, I started getting offered lots of South films. And um, the South films as in Malayalam films. And I thought, oh my God, you know... <laughs> Mohanlal ke baad kaun? <laughs> Vidya Balan. <laughs> That's what I thought, right? And before I knew it, the news of my first film, Chakram, getting shelved came out. When that happened, now, this was a partnership that had delivered eight blockbusters between Mohanlal and the director, Kamal. So, now they said, oh, what went wrong there? This girl is jinxed. Because they labeled me Jinx, they started, started coming out in magazines and publications. I got thrown out of a whole lot of films that I'd been signed for. And when I say signed, there was no signing. It was all verbal commitments. So I think uh, within a span of three years, I was... Uh, there were three films. Um, there was one film I was literally thrown out of after shooting for it for a week. There were two films, including Chakram, that got shelved midway. And there were nine other films in which I got replaced. It was a very tough time. And I was like, you know, I'm someone who prays a lot. And uh, I was heartbroken. I was like, if you... Um, I had these conversations with God. I had a Sai Baba Mandir close to my house in Chambur. I would go there when there was no one around in the night. I would sit there and I would have conversations with Baba and I'd say, you know, why did you dangle the carrot in front of me if this, this is what you were going to do? I couldn't understand what, because I had done nothing wrong and I felt like I was being punished for something I hadn't done. Uh, I would cry a lot. I, was, I would fight a lot with my mother. But I would also have lots of conversations with my father, my sister and my brother-in-law and... I, I felt like I really began to believe, Ranveer, that I'm jinxed. I think that's the worst. Because uh, it's okay for me to tell you that, you know, you're, just as an example, you're dumb. But if you begin to believe you're dumb because I am saying it, that is where the damage comes in, right? And I began to believe I'm jinxed. So I think I was, and at that time, for the first time, I was... Um, I'd done about, I don't know, 70, um, 80 ad films by then already. At that time, there were times, uh, for the first time, I got dropped from an ad film at the nth 
moment. Another episode I did with Irfan, as a matter of fact, uh, no one knows that Irfan and I have worked together. We did an episode of for a television show, and amongst all the episodes, there were episodic stories. Amongst all the episodes that got released, ours was the only one that didn't. So I began to. It became. It's like fear is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's exactly like that. I began to believe it. Now when I look back, I'm like. God knows what kind of faith I had to have gotten through that time. You know, maybe, it was maybe your faith was being tested. It was being tested. I I think it it's like, um, you know, a diamond being polished. And I'm not meaning to say that I'm a diamond now, but you know what I mean. Just as an analogy, I was I was really being put through the ringer to know who I am first, and and to realize how much I love what I'm. about to do that i'm going to get the opportunity to do because this is i'd like to believe that this is what i'm going to do lifelong like they say that sometimes the universe starves you before yeah. it gives you what you need exactly i think that's what happened it was a yeah. i think the universe starved you beat you up a little bit <laughs> pinned you to the ground termed you as a black cat yeah yeah and yeah and then gave it all of you. that <laughs> you know but the, the amazing thing is despite that which is why i'm saying when we you, we spoke about confidence a little while ago there must have been some kind of self confidence in there some self belief in there despite all the uh hate the anger i was feeling um because of the amount of rejection i was facing i still think there was something that kept that fire burning there were times when i went to bed crying my pillow would be wet with my tears but the next morning i'd wake up with renewed hope so i think there is definitely something inbuilt it's also probably how my parents have my parents um you know brought us up to believe that prayer gives you a lot of strength my understanding of god and prayer has has evolved over the years but at that time it was god was something outside of me that i could today i don't look at it like that but at that time so which is why i used to go to the temple sit and cry and i thought that there was some someone out there who was responsible for you know all that was happening um but because of that because of that faith that someone else someone was watching over me that they wouldn't that the universe has my back these are things that i think unconsciously subconsciously i have uh, inherited from my parents i think because of that i saw through that time so and there have been many such phases but i think this phase was definitive because it made me realize how much how desperately maybe desperately has a slightly desperate connotation but how how deeply i wanted to be an actor and that i will not let anyone else define me you know what it looked like from our eyes as audiences because i remember when parinita had come out then i remember there was this whole phase yeah. where you were in like every hit movie yeah 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 it looked like this human being has been blessed a lot yeah, to yeah. have these like that's what it looked like on the outside no but i feel that i was and i am immensely blessed ranveer because i don't know if i would have been able to handle the success that came my way post parinita if i hadn't gone through that because i come from a non film family you know i'd never seen anyone um anyone experience fame so you don't know 
<laughs> what sort of thing that is you know so, uh, maybe i would have lost my bearings maybe i would have gotten waylaid i don't know and i still did <laughs> i still did you know because uh, but for someone who after all that struggle you see success and then you begin to fear that you're going to lose it once you get it once you get it because you don't think you feel like i used to sometimes feel like uh, you know i suffered from the imposter syndrome i think i felt like oh my god people are going to know at some point that i'm not good enough because deep down uh, growing up a fat girl i had that issue of feeling like i was not good enough so you know it everything nothing's there are no straight lines right it's all intertwined there's no one answer one solution there's no one question so i think i think that was definitely the most definitive phase but i'd say um and i can go on and on and on yeah, so you sure. have to interrupt me whenever <laughs> no i'm loving listening to you i just i just want to say excess body fat as a kid yeah if you take the right steps and fix your lifestyle it turns into the kindness you can see in someone's eyes right later. right right because you've been bullied so much as a yeah, kid right that uh, when you grow up if yeah. you get fit as an adult yeah. you know what being bullied feels like no oh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. i i felt like you were a little bullied even after you got famous uh yeah i think because body has always been an issue a body image has always been an issue and um let's say i've had um, you know um I, i've had a history of hormonal issues and today i work at it also um i work with a healer i've been working with a healer for the past 12 years I don't mean across a line with you and yeah. the only reason I'm sort of crossing a yeah. line with you is because PCOD and PCOS are very hot internet topics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, there are many okay. things but okay. uh, if you want me to mention that I'll tell you why I want uh, you to mention it because when a male fitness YouTuber makes a video on PCOD and yeah. PCOS girls feel like someone's speaking up for yeah, them. Yeah. I'd rather have a woman like talk about yeah, yeah, this yeah, subject. Yeah, 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 sure. So I've had a history of hormonal issues. PCOD being one of them but not the only thing but i think that also you know i've been working with a healer for the past 12 years again there are no straight answers but PCOD or hormonal issues come from a deep rejection of the feminine mm. Mm. and i think i i think i always wanted to be better than a boy I always uh because maybe you didn't grow up with a brother that's why No I didn't and uh, you know uh, I I'd often hear I think my mother had wanted a boy because she already had my sister and uh, she had just mentioned it to me that you know I thought I'd have a boy and then I happened to have a girl so I felt like oh but more than that it was the way the boys around me were treated not of course it's just my parents priya my sister and me within our family but even in the extended family and all it was almost like there was right there was a certain extra something accorded to the boys and that i couldn't quite understand so and i remember once there was a conversation between my uncle and my father when my uncle told my father that don't worry you know um my son will be there for you 
until you know basically i, I don't want to say it like that but um, my son will always be there for you and i was so angry because we were sitting there both of us you know my sister and me and i was like we don't need anyone else's son to be there for my father we are both by god's grace able bodied able minded and uh, we don't need anyone else to be so i think these things you know even if they were just said without any intention of because it's conditioning right i think these things left a very deep impact on me i think i've always competed with the boys so it gave you ambition uh it did give me ambition also it it did um but having said that i think it also what it did is um it, it made me deny my femininity which is why the hormonal issues so mine is not just one i've had a history of hormonal issues so it's always been a challenge for me to shed weight you know people get <laughs> surprised when i tell them that i actually love working out and i'm someone who works out regularly and uh, i've had people tell me you must not be working out na or you must love your food and these things used to piss me off before now i it doesn't because i know who i am and uh, i don't have to prove anything to you but there was a time when it would really anger me because i would feel like they were judging my body and actually it all so i think it's um so coming back to what we were talking about so i've been working with a healer for the past 12 years and it's been um wonderfully revelatory how everything in my life went back to the body finally if a film didn't work i thought it was because of the body wow <laughs> you know it's that deep rooted because actually we don't realize how um we human beings see ourselves as our bodies because so therefore how you see your body how the world sees your body all of that and the world will see your body the way you see your body i think i think in, women go through it more than guys for sure <laughs> because body is such a large part of our identity right where um your worth is associated with how you look worth your the, the uh, honor of the family <laughs> depends on your body and how you behave with your body right wow the honor of the family yeah depends. exactly so can you believe the burden we actually carry on our the kind of responsibility that we carry to therefore lead ourselves in a certain way therefore conduct our bodies in a certain way so we see ourselves primarily as bodies okay ha huh. <laughs> should i begin by saying i know where the sai baba mandir is <laughs> do you i do i think it's near jhama no no not that one okay. this is i lived near chembur church closer to diamond garden ah, okay. and this was between the 11th and 12th road got you okay all right i've yeah. grown up kind of in chembur oh really like i have my my cousins live in chembur ah, okay. i know chembur fairly well <laughs> in order to unpack this you've given me a very heavy start sorry no it's great <laughs> it's great this is what podcast of all right. rights real conversation yeah. uh i'll tell you what these are things i wish to speak about i wish to have the podcast talk about as well but mm. we need famous people to talk about right, this right 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 that's right. when people listen right. that's what's sad yeah <laughs> uh, but people are listening to podcasts nowadays yeah they're listening to all kinds of podcasts not just by famous people but i think it always helps to start with the famous people just to draw people in and then i think yeah. that's what's happening i always believe that god gives certain souls fame 
in order to actually put these messages out on a larger scale that's also true i want to ask you so okay this is like something i've wanted to ask you at the start of the the episode imagine i'm asking a 2010 vidya balan the same question so first answer it as a 2010 version and then answer it as the 2023 version hmm. what's fame like wow <laughs> <laughs> um wow what's fame like F- first as 2010 vidya balan yeah as 2010 vidya balan it's heady um but it's also scary Uh, in 2023 i think it's beautiful really yeah yeah because i think i've made peace with who i am and still i'm saying ranveer to a much larger extent than i did before so it's a lifelong process but i think there's no fear of being found out i'm not scared of what you'll see in me which is why i'm not scared if a room full of people if a theater full of people are watching me whereas it was scary then because i was scared that they'll see that i'm not who they think i am on screen i'm no longer scared of that okay anything else you want to say no just this i feel like through this podcast like the podcast has only been picked up recently you know it's gone mainstream recently mm-hmm. and fame suddenly increased and i've also seen so many down phases in my career that i know how fleeting it mm-hmm. is Have you had that feeling? I'm assuming when you got that that first flop, Ganjakar. Yeah. After. Uh, no, I had had flops before that, but um, yeah, the flop after the spate of successes. Um, I I definitely think. Um, in that sense, yes, fame is fleeting, but so is the lack of it. Ooh. Okay. You know, nothing is permanent. Okay. and it's when you know that we'll never come across this day another time or this moment another time you realize that nothing that exists now can you know uh ever be repeated so and every time there's a lull and then there's a there's a low and then there's a high it's a different low and a different high No two lows are the same. No two highs are the same. I've had film industry leaders on the show, actors who are probably in the fifties, mainstream stars. They would have answered the same question in a very negative manner, really? very genuinely, mm. but in like with the, because yeah. they have a negative relationship with fame. In True. in terms of they're not arrogant. They just like, dude, it's too fleeting. There's too mm. much pressure on me. Mm. but you know it's this someone asked me a beautiful question um in an interview a little while ago they said uh, what do you want to be remembered as and uh, you know what about your legacy and i was like i i don't care how i'm remembered because once i'm not there in the body <laughs> you know it doesn't matter if you're good to me when i'm here in the now you know i'm happy because i don't know ki once i'm gone I, i i don't know no one knows we all talk about energies and all that but i don't know 
whether this is even going to matter <laughs> fame and legacy <laughs> yeah exactly and your body of work exactly okay who knows if people remember me great if they don't remember me great okay, okay. as long as you're good to me when i'm around and i'm good to you when i'm around okay you know so i think to each his own i'm not um, it really depends on your experiences i think i think the uh, my experiences have taught me that the world is a very kind place i've received so much love i i feel i've been blessed with abundance in every way you know so i feel very grateful i all i wanted to do was act and i'm doing that you know how can this get any better <laughs> Yeah. I love your husband. <laughs> <laughs> so do I actually. <laughs> I I have a bro crush on him. He's he's just he's a great guy. Yeah. Like I actually messaged him once saying I wish you were my actual elder brother in life. Oh. Like that is so sweet. Yeah. You're a very yeah. blessed person to have. I am. Him. I am. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Not too many people know about uh you guys. Like I I asked him on the show and yeah. he's very private as a person. and i i remember the answer he gave and i looked at him and i said what is this that you said because the moment you ask him about me he just yeah you know he kind of uh, he doesn't like to talk about his personal life at all and i'm i'm not sure uh you know i was like that but over the years i think i've also become like that private? i also yeah i've always been private but i thought it was um You know I was also playing to the gallery when mm. I said things about him or I spoke about I wanted to sensationalize things and I now <laughs> when I look back I think that's what I was doing but now I'm more I I think also we've been together almost 11 years no not 11 13 years so yeah but I I agree thank god for that I do agree that I'm blessed to have him in my life You you're very evolved we admitting things like this you know people don't admit, people aren't so honest on the internet like yeah. I, i feel a very honest energy while talking to you really yeah but i, I, I don't know <laughs> no it's great uh. it's great like you're not there's no layer like you know in between what you're saying and what the truth is that's not the case uh, when you talk to a lot of famous people right hmm if you don't answer don't answer yeah. okay How did you guys win each other's hearts? <laughs> If you don't feel like answering it, don't answer it. No, no, I think um, obviously it's it's always last us at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> Both are sapiosexuals. Both are just really smart, really straightforward, well-spoken people. No, because you know I can tell you that um, you know we. Of course, there was some connection, but it starts with a physical attraction, right? So initially. He's a very good-looking man to me. He's the most good-looking man I know, and uh, but I also got attracted to the fact that he's a very secure man. You know, uh, more secure than most men I've met. Mm. And um, without taking away from that. Um, I just want to say because I've seen my father who's very secure. So I think and they say right you look for your parents in your partners uh in your partner and therefore I think I what drew me to him was how secure he was being who he is. And he's um very private but 
very authentic very there's no uh, and uh, there's no facades yeah there's no facade really mm yeah you know yeah there's no he, he can't uh, he's not fake okay and i don't know whether i think that's a choice you make right you know the first time i saw him in a room i went up to him mm. and i didn't say hi or how are you i said so you're my idol <laughs> <laughs> really and and he was like oh thank you and he kind of he gave me room to even like speak to him mm. and there were other people in that room mm. who saw this and started judging me and i picked up the judgment but i didn't care because i was talking to him right, and he's right. genuinely my business idol especially totally. at that point i was right. like just it was media entrepreneurship in my head so i'd studied him and he was so humble and he came on spoke to me a month after that he was on the show etc etc mm-hmm. so i love him but i want to know if you hit on him first or he hit on you first <laughs> <laughs> who hit on who i think uh, i'm i i didn't okay um i don't know whether he hit on me but i i definitely think he made the first move okay uh because i'm too i don't think i would have made the first move yeah because at that time you were going through all those uh, no 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 oh, just as- i i just think that you know fame was also new to me mm. so i didn't know how people whether he wanted to be with the actor or with the person or you know those are things that you wonder about when uh so i just wanted to be i wouldn't have made the move with anyone okay because i was so this was so fresh right okay. fame was a new thing i was faced with So yeah, he made the first move. He impressed you with his brain. I think with everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Fame. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to yeah. fame a little bit. <laughs> I like what you said about you didn't know who's trying to date you just because you're Vidya Balan the actor mm-hmm. who's trying to date with the other person. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing, right? And not just in terms of dating, huh? Friendship. Yeah, friendship. those were very hard lessons i learned early on i didn't realize that uh you know in this i call it the curse of the profession i'm saying i call it because i've i've spoken about this a few times to my closest people about how in this profession everyone is a means to an end you're never the end wow this is social climbing explained in a much <laughs> more intense way yeah like people are interested in you when you're successful when you're famous because of what that association can bring them and i'm not saying everyone but to a large extent or most people right they are not interested in knowing oh um uh, how is vidya feeling today how is ranveer feeling today you know um what is he is he having a good day is he no if i i'm interested in whether you're having a good day if you then feel that i'm um you know that i'm i'm showing interest in you and therefore it's a way to ingratiate themselves a lot of times mm. but because it takes time to build equations whereas everyone with a celebrity or with a public figure whatever you call us right um i think people are in a rush to forge equations 
<laughs> you know? Wow. Hmm. They just because and they not that they're sitting and manipulating and strategizing and saying it's just the way we human beings are wired. Survival instinct. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would be the not just survival instinct it's what what can we get from the other, right? So I don't know if I would be like that if I was faced with maybe uh, uh, Michael Jackson <laughs> you know okay okay cool uh, so I think it's the nature of the beast it's the nature of fame okay. how are you feeling today with Devala very good <laughs> thank you no I, I actually uh, I enjoy promoting my films okay. I have to say uh, that's the only time I do interviews that's the only time I interact with people uh otherwise i live i'm i'm literally in hibernation in between my films mm-hmm. you know i'm either shooting or promoting or then no one knows where i am where are and you at home most of the either <laughs> at my place or my parents place or okay. my sister's place or my in-laws okay. these are the four places you'll find me okay. and uh, or traveling but i'm in my own world okay okay so um i, I today i've had a great day i've stepped out i've met people i've spoken about various things you know it's always and this is like such an unusual conversation on the kind that we've had during the rest of the day also what do you so, used to people asking you usually uh usually um apne character ke bare mein kuch bataiye you know and uh, today i have to say that all the interactions have been unique but this is this is very unusual this is weird <laughs> no, not way. weird i am like <laughs> no but weird. not weird I, i love it I could have this conversation forever. Where do you belong? What have you figured? <laughs> What have your 40s been like till this point? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I cannot tell you how liberating it is to be a 44 year old. And I used to think that oh, what rubbish. How can everyone have the same experiences? How is it that every woman beyond 40 says I don't care? But really, you don't care. You know, I think it's it's just fascinating. right you just beyond 40 i don't know about men but i think women begin to care less and less and less about what other think other people think about them so it's just great and i think i was anyway on that journey from before maybe because i'm an actor i was propelled in that direction earlier but it's it's amazing i i feel free today i feel free to just be who i am okay so i am i'm enjoying myself been liberating so, yeah like i don't like to sit with my feet down i'm being very honest with you <laughs> you know and now i've started doing that in all my interviews i'm mm-hmm. saying uh, unless someone says that there is some issue it's not if they're uncomfortable with it it's okay i respect <laughs> that but otherwise i'd rather you know my legs don't reach the floor most times it's uncomfortable <laughs> why would someone not be okay with this though? but i'm just okay. saying if they if why? it's not looking good on camera for, according to them or whatever i respect okay. that it's their show Okay. I'm a guest so I would do it but you know it's just it's great to not care hmm you know with guys I've seen it's half and half like there's some guys who become very self actualized yeah. like how you're describing with women I've usually seen them getting self actualized yeah. a lot in the 40s this is just my observation from being 29 30 right, right. now and I might be entirely wrong about right. all this but with guys it's definitely half and half because I'm a guy I know I know what the masculine journey right. is like Some guys feel really bad that the masculinity is getting challenged, and the testosterone is reducing, and they're losing muscle mass, yeah, yeah. and they feel like now their opportunities for success have gone away. And some guys become more and more peaceful. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a lot of the negative masculine journeys? 
uh, not people, really really not really not but really. i will say self preservation is much higher amongst women i've seen for example women who are huh i didn't understand <laughs> no, i'll tell you what, what i mean by that is beyond uh, i think beyond 60 all the women i see around me beyond 60 care far more about preserving themselves about keeping fit and healthy than the men around me mm. and i think because women spend a lifetime caring for everyone else right so at some stage at that post 40s when they probably premenopausal or menopausal i think they begin to take care of themselves and which is why also we've had our bodies change so much on a monthly basis there are signs of the body changing so you're more used to adapting to change whereas mm. men don't go through so many changes mm. so which is why i think they get thrown for example after they retire a lot of men don't know what to do after they're not that virile i guess they don't mm. know what to do maybe it's a combination of all those things yeah but i definitely think not negative but i think men for them in their later life it's a bit tougher because your body suddenly become i'll tell i'll give you yeah, the perspective yeah. here uh, a lot of my guy friends who've not taken care of themselves my age mm. 1993 born are suddenly getting a lot of health problems including ed and things like like erectile dysfunction at already age, yeah who've not taken care at all of, of their bodies in terms of this no i think it's also the stress no yeah it's a com- yeah yeah I, I so many like things smoking combined with lots of drinking combined yeah. lots of stress i think it leads them into this then i feel i've i've taken a lot of care of my own body uh but sometimes if i'm going you know if i'm taking a flight and i try moving a heavy bag i suddenly pull something in my mm-hmm. hand i'm like okay this used to not happen even like 2 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. as my strength reducing and then i realize as a kid when you're watching sports when a player turns 30 you're like oh now he's not going to be as yeah, strong yeah, yeah, and yeah, fast yeah 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 exactly and then you realize you're an old cricketer mm-hmm. an old footballer <laughs> now that's weird even at 30 i want to know what 45 is like what 60 is like being right. a guy and when i've spoken to older guys they say that it's the same thing more intensely right like where you suddenly your masculinity is challenged you know your body is not what it was and it's a source of pride to be that strong fast athletic for a guy no but i guess uh, also when you associate um when you when your identity is so closely tied in with your masculinity right and what you associate that masculinity with it could be money making skills yeah it could be power it could be uh like you said being the provider mm. i also think girls just know their own minds and hearts better <laughs> <laughs> so they able to navigate at all stages this whole thing ki i i truly believe and there's a lot of people who don't believe this but i truly believe that a 15 year old girl is way more emotionally mature than a 15 year old guy of course and a 60 year old girl is way more mature than a 60 year old guy right I think it's because you guys can navigate your heads way better. Which is why I, I think traditionally, younger like um, girls would marry boys or men who were f- at least five six years older than them, because only then would the emotional maturity match. Yeah. So there was a reason. It was not just some superstition. I think that's the reason that happened. <laughs> I think it's just. Uh, I think the way it's that's the way that that's nature. Hmm. 
that girl, you know? the shoulder injury girl, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was five years younger. <laughs> Didn't work out because because <laughs> I'm at a stage where marriage is the priority and relationships right. are the priority, and she's at a stage where like it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's probably the third priority. Right. right. And I get it because I've I've been. 24 when i know what that feels mm, like mm, mm, mm. and i feel like you know the universe but how amazing that you get it as in that you get why that's not a priority for this point you think why would someone not get it though no but you can because you want what you want so you don't have the uh, the empathy or the oh. desire to understand why they don't want what you want curse of being an artist <laughs> i guess if you're creating art better be able to understand yeah, people's yeah, hearts yeah 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 so uh, in the same way that you were starved of uh, hit films sorry film projects yeah, yeah. i'm being starved of the one i think anything i'm trying to do it's not working out situationally right hmm like what do you mean situationally matlab the breakups just end up happening like i don't like even if i give it my 200% it just ends up not working out I can't believe I'm crying about my love life to Vidya. It's a blessed life. <laughs> no, but I guess um you know I I keep saying this that uh when I stopped looking I found Siddharth. You went through this phase like where relationships Yeah, actually I I've never wanted to be married. I have to be honest with you. I never saw myself as someone uh who could get married. I wanted to be with someone but I'd never thought of myself as a like getting married being married and all that but at a certain age after uh you know parinita happened when I was 26 and then by the time I was 30 I'd already seen a lot of success and now I was beginning to want to share it with someone and uh, I dated a few people and stuff but it didn't quite work out and I was feeling lonely you know I was feeling like At the end of the day you want to share your triumphs your disasters everything with someone right Bes- outside of family and not everyone has a close equation with their family i do but i'm saying i i was still craving that that other connection and then i i dated a few people and it didn't uh, quite turn out well it actually put me off and then i decided that i said you know what forget it did you get cheated on yes i did and uh, that's very that's another form of rejection which is very very tough cuz you feel like shit yeah you feel like shit i'm, not I'm, good I'm worth nothing yeah exactly but in retrospect i'm so glad all that happened because you know it's like the wheat chaff right when uh, the wheat and the chaff just separate when you put it through a sieve and that's what happens so you have to let go of all the and i don't mean to demean them as people but things that don't serve you but you need these experiences to again to realize who you are what kind of relationship you want what what you're willing to give what you're not willing to not get or you know what are the non negotiables and you don't have to articulate them they just happen over time and then i just said you know what okay i don't want to be with anyone I'm just going to date now. Just have fun. And at a time when I wasn't expecting it to go anywhere, I met Siddharth. I guess I'm just going to date now. I'm just yeah. going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you're really it's also like you know when you stand at the door 
waiting for someone it's not that they're going to come faster than they it'll take the time to re- for them to reach if they're going to if they're 15 minutes away even if you stand at the door it'll take them 15 minutes right that's not going to so you'd rather just chill do your own thing they'll reach when they have to because divine timing is a thing yes exactly it is a thing right it is a thing i think that's the even when i'm hearing your journey that's the one yeah. constant thing mm-hmm. i'm seeing that only when the time is right the dams gates open na samay se pehle na samay ke baad okay i really appreciate this is not the end of the podcast but i really appreciate how much you're just flowing with the artistic process there are people who've seen way lesser success than you who come into this room thinking that they know the art form they try telling us how to do our jobs and it says a lot about you that you're just sitting and you're flowing with our process i'm going to say this as a compliment it yeah. may not sound like a compliment yeah, but yeah. it is a compliment yeah, yeah. i do think that you're eccentric and i think some of the world's most beautiful people are eccentric oh thank you yeah. some of my best guests are eccentric and uh i i wish there was a nicer way to sajao that sentence and make you feel like it's a compliment but just take the emotion but now that you've said it's a compliment <laughs> thank you i truly I take it that. at face value because because again people who seen the kind of life and success that you've seen don't behave the way you do that's what i've observed about the world of media the world yeah. of famous india in general so you're a very different kind of person and i think that's why god keeps looking out for you and sends divine things at the right time <laughs> <laughs> yes to more of that <laughs> thank you thank you so much for this conversation vidya balan uh i wish you so much more of everything that you want because i don't oh, know sweet. what you want <laughs> thank uh, you and again that's what i think is amazing about you that you're flowing with life so whatever you're meant to get i hope you get it slightly sooner than the divine timing how also. sweet thank <laughs> you and i wish you the same and more thank you thank Niyat you niyat saaf ho to sab sahi hai i have to bring in the film somewhere <laughs> it's all good it's all good go watch niyat everybody uh for Vidya Balan and for my home girl Project Kholi. Yeah, so, baby. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank and you. No, I've enjoyed this genuinely. And uh Yeah, I didn't get a chance to ask you anything, but another time. Yeah? No, this was just like the icebreaker. I I have a feeling I'll be speaking to you again. and i know that that's going to happen based on divine timing when i need great advice <laughs> you give great advice oh my god <laughs> there was there was moments where shrutesh went like this after a few of your pieces of advice and that's why i know okay it's an impactful episode. i hope he's not like oh god not again <laughs> no 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 i'm studying like the vibe that my boys have all the time during these shoots so everyone was gripped and that's why we're going to get a lot of views on this one yes to so. that i love more views i love more people walking into the theaters all of that um I, I, another small compliment is that i think the internet needs you and all these perspectives people don't have these kind of perspectives enough on the internet so i will leave that to you please be uh, available more on the internet no happily <laughs> call me again i'll come okay we'll do it vidya valan thank you i will let you go now and i wish you all the love success peace and everything in between thank, thank you, you and wish you the same and more thank this has been lovely really thank you. thank you that was the conversation for today what i can guarantee you is that this is not the last time she's going to be on prs because it's very rare that i get someone who's able to articulate their heart's thoughts 
this where lots of people can articulate the knowledge very few people can articulate what they're feeling on the inside that's what i personally feel like vidya balan's strength is one of the most humble people i've met from the hindi film industry i'm really looking forward to hosting her again i'll definitely be watching neat in theaters for the sake of vidya balan and my bestie project takoli so guys please go watch neat in a theater near you and until next time from ranveer and the team we will see you soon